and we're back with But Make It Hallmark. We're doing the second half of the Thanksgiving movies this week. I'm back here with Patty, my co-host. Hello, Patty. Hi, Chingai. We are back. <laughs> we are. What a surprising mix of movies. We initially thought we were going to do eight, but Thank we God. decided to split it up <laughs> and redistribute <laughs> given what we have right now uh let's 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 go on with the show let's, do it. let's start with oh, no. countdown to christmas the christmas contest starring candace cameron bure john brotherton and barbara niven exes lara and ben compete in a christmas contest to win money for the charity of their choosing. The city watches them battle and choose what is more important, victory or love. I think that the most important thing is that the Christmas contest was better than CCB's movie last year. <laughs> Let's start with that. To me, that's the only good point of this movie. Um, okay, we... we I know, Patty, you don't have uh, very warm feelings towards Chesapeake <laughs> and, and CCB. So, like, we've got two of them in this movie. <laughs> I like the old ladies mm-hmm. in the movie. Same. You know, she was working at a senior center and, and they, were, they were fine. John Brotherton was okay, but... And here's my but. He rose to the challenge and matched CCB's energy. And... I guess for some people that would be a good thing, but for me it made it worse because mm. like one of her is like one too many <laughs> in the movie, and and so it, it it just multiplied, and so that that was like it just turned me off. But at the same time, I was a little grateful that it was better than Wizard of Oz from last year. I was annoyed by the host, and I think okay in my head this movie would have been served much better. By Christopher Palaha <gasps> and Autumn Reeser. With a script. <laughs> I'm gonna bring him back in. With a script by Paul Campbell. And this is my dream cast. The Christmas contest isn't a bad like concept. Mm. You know, it's a very, it's a very it's a very normal hallmark thing. It's something we're we we're gonna expect every year. It's just that it it wasn't the cast that I wanted. And so it's a it's a loss for this contest. I like that you actually gave it some constructive feedback because what I wrote down for how could this be better <laughs> is can we just stop casting CCB? Can GAC take her for good? Um, but yeah, a girl can dream. <laughs> Speaking of dreams, I uh, am happy to say that I wasn't dreaming when I saw Carlo Marx do a little better this year with his Countdown to Christmas contribution of Making Spirits Bright with Taylor Cole. The son and daughter of rival holiday decorating families help mend their father's decades-old feud, finding romance along the way as they compete in the town's holiday decorating contest. Um, okay. So, in a trope, plotline, whatever, this just feels like pumpkin pie wars, but for the holidays. And that's not necessarily a good thing. I feel like we've seen this so many times now, and maybe in more skilled hands, this would have been wonderful. I will say, Carlo Marx is a puppy, and it really was better than his movie last year. So, props? Props to Carlo Marx for making it a little better. But I can't say that it was much better than that. Uh, this competitor 
thing is just so rote and just they did not do it well. I also felt like the main competition, the guy that just lights up the houses, I can't believe this. They made it they made him so caricature of like we didn't even know anything about him. Not that we need to, but again, here I am fixating on secondary characters because it's what we do best. And that is just a sign of a mistletoe miss for me because even the secondary character I couldn't root for. What if they made him non-obnoxious? What if they made him actually have good decoration? Like also, and the winning decor, not even that good. So like, what the fuck is this? How can they do this better? To be fair, it was not Taylor Cole's fault. However, she also didn't add anything to it. I did like her in South Beach Love, so it means there is hope for her. It just wasn't this. It just felt like, I don't know, what a waste of Carlo Marx's puppy dog eyes. What a waste of Carlo Marx. It did not make my spirits bright. It dimmed it. And I wish them all electrical failures for their holiday decorations. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, the the decorations were, were pretty awful. Yeah. Like, dude. You know, like, and they, they made such a to-do about him being from this Italian family. They could have done food instead of decorations. Exactly. Like... Yeah. I know that food would be a trope, but you know what? Lean into the trope for a reason. This Christmas decor bullshit business, whatever, wasn't doing it for me. So, sorry. Mistletoe miss. Next up, we have Christmas in Tahoe starring Laura Osnes, Pat Monahan, and Kyle Seelig. To save her family hotel's Christmas show, talent booker Claire must ask for help from her ex-boyfriend, Ryan, the lead guitarist of a now famous band that fired her as their manager years ago. Um, <sighs> okay, you know I saw Train. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> a few years ago, yeah, in in um in Alberta. Why? So anyway, oh, with memes. Yeah, yeah, it was like a <laughs> '90s throwback thing, and so along with all the other musical numbers we've had this season, I would say you know just turn this movie into a musical show mm. and just like take the movie out. Laura Osnes had great hair. Mm. <laughs> uh, she was like paired with a very sweet Valley Twins looking looking guy. <laughs> He's from Broadway. He, he he originated Aaron Samuels and Mean Girls. Oh. So that's why you know he he looks very pretty, and I'm sure you know he 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 does have stage presence. But I just felt like the chemistry was off. Like they could be brother yes. and sister. He looked very young, and and so it was it's a, it was a hard sell for me. There there just wasn't chemistry and you know I love my dads and you know I love you know the, like the older older person here but it, it wasn't compelling enough for me there it just was a very very hard sell uh there was CGI <laughs> again I mean the kiss was pretty good okay. I think yeah. I mean coming from the CCB movie oh, yeah. and the Carlo oh, yeah. Marx oh, movie yeah. I think it was it was it was okay but I mean, if that's all you have to go by, then 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 it's a no. Uh, there was also this really horrible acapella <laughs> in this movie. It was like the worst, and they were supposed to be like world famous, you know? What, what's that? What's that group with a? <laughs> there's a famous, yeah, yeah. They're you know they're supposed to be like like super popular, mm-hmm. but I mean, why? I, they they were the acapella equivalent of the Christmas decor in <laughs> Making Spirits Bright. What a fail. What a fail. So we love Laura Osney's 
despite her beliefs on vaccines. And we really wanted <laughs> to give her a chance because last year's movie with Aaron Tavite was quite good. We loved her in the Vineyard movie this year. And so I was really, really, I had high hopes for her. You know what this reminded me of? This reminded me of Mix Up in the Mediterranean in the sense that the girl doesn't want to take on the family business and instead wants to do her own thing. The thing is, in mm-hmm. that movie, I didn't like Ad- Adriana. I love to call her Adriana, her character's name in um, <laughs> 90210. I didn't like the lead girl there. And here, sorry to Aaron Samuelson, um, I wasn't really a fan of the lead guy here. So how can we make this better? Can you just fucking pair Jer Jor and Laura Osnes in a movie already, Hallmark? Yes, you, exactly. You already have them in your stable. Why are you not utilizing this? This is like the most easy, low-hanging fruit that would be a crazy musical movie. Do that. Maybe, maybe Jared Jar is waiting for her to get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and before we incriminate ourselves further, we'll be back with our slated movies on But Make It Hallmark. And we're back. Welcome to But Make It Hallmark. You're still with here. You're still here with me, Patty and Chingai, as we go through the back half of this episode's countdown to Christmas movies. And we kick this segment off with Christmas at Castle Heart, starring Stuart Townsend and Lazy Chabert. Brooke Bennett goes to Ireland for Christmas to search for her Irish roots. While there, she meets Aidan Hart. Earl of Glasloth, mistaken for an elite event planner, she's hired to host his castle's epic Christmas party. There's gotta be more to life than this. You know what we do? We go to Ireland. Yes. I love this place. It's so Irish. Irish. Castle Heart is just down the way. I have some connections at the castle that I could arrange for a private tour. The Earl of Glasslock? Things are about to get a little more complicated. I'm starting to remember what Christmas is supposed to feel. Lacey Chabert, Stuart Townsend. Which branch of the tree are you descendant from? We're from New York. <laughs> um, Christmas what a difference a year makes for good and bad, I have to say. Stuart Townsend is not Will Kemp. Let's just get that out there. Let's all breathe into that and accept that we will not dance with anybody this year. But he does bring his own charm. And Lacey... Thanks to last year, you have forever changed our opinion of you because I could feel you and I could feel for you. I actually was rooting for you. And that is only because of the Christmas waltz magic that we had last year. And I really was rooting for Brooke, Brooke's success, even if you could tell that she was super excruciatingly you know, in pain from all the lying that she was doing. I did appreciate that they just kept making time to spend with each other. So the trope here, as you guys can tell, is fake royalty. Well, not fake as Earl. What is that? That's not even like a royal royal. They didn't even go all the way. It's like a half-hearted thing, I guess, because they were in Ireland, so it had to be real. There's no royalty there. So we have the royalty trope. We've got mistaken identity, but kind of deceiving. We have a travel movie. Um, And honestly, it was pretty standard in terms of travel movies. It was pretty standard in terms of royal movies. It was, but because we have it in the hands of Lacey, who can honestly sell you anything at this point, she, she churns these movies in her sleep. It was pretty, I got like a bit carried away. I don't know if it's the vistas. I don't know if it was the beauty of Ireland. It's because by far not the best Ireland movie that would be as luck would have it. 
this definitely felt, felt like a poor man's royal movie and like a poor man's version of a travel movie. <laughs> but still, I'll take it. Like, honestly, I think after watching CCB's movie this, you know, this, this week, I was like, fuck, give me anything. And, and this was actually quite good. It gave me feelings. Lacey can, like I mentioned, like she can do these movies in her sleep, but she didn't. She still kind of came up and showed up. I have to say her, his, her sister was kind of annoying. Like, stop lying and stop getting your other sister into trouble. She is clearly uncomfortable with this. But I really did want her and the Earl to get together. He, he has this sincerity about him that I really appreciated to the point where then I'm like, that's kind of hot. But then I just kept, unfortunately for him, kept thinking of last year and kept thinking of Will Kemp. And that is my fault. That wasn't on Stuart Townsend. If Stuart Townsend was good enough for Charlize Theron, who am I to fucking complain? Were they so, together? Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> A long, long time ago. But this is the random set of celebrity facts and trivia <laughs> I know. But yeah, Chingai, what did you think? Um, I just read this book set in Ireland about a about a girl looking for her heritage over there. So so I was like into this Christmas at Castle Heart trope. So like, you know, everyone's on O'Reilly and, and Ireland's like next on my places to go list. I, I really wanna go there. So I was like definitely into into that that part, that aspect of the movie. Um, you're right. I was kind of annoyed by the sister. She felt like fake <sighs> Heather Matarazzo from The Princess Diaries, you know? <laughs> I did like her team up with the Duchess. So mm. that, that was kind of fun. But my interest kind of waned like, like three-fourths through because like, I wasn't paying mm. attention anymore. And again, that's on me. I was just wanting Will Kemp to be there. <laughs> if it wasn't Will Kemp, I wanted Downton Abbey's Tom over, you know, with his Irish accent. So it, it's not on Stuart Townsend. I remember Stuart Townsend from the 90s. He was like one of those up-and-coming guys in Seventeen Magazine, <laughs> you know? And it's nice to see him in Hallmark. Um, like, they had a baking scene, but then, but then, you know, you put Lacey in the kitchen, and then suddenly I'm thinking of love romance. And, 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 and Bruges, Again. you know, I can't Again. help it. I can't help it. Yeah. I loved her gown, her her red gown. Yes. But then, but then when I see her in the gown, I'm thinking, oh my god, she looks so pretty, oh <laughs> dancing, and, dancing in that yeah. dress. So it it it's it it's unfortunate, but you yes. know what? Yeah, I I I still like Christmas at Castle Heart, and yeah, I remember uh, Stuart Townsend has the eyes of a basset hound. Um, he, he could rival Carlo Marx in the puppy puppy mm. dog department. Um, he's not bad. He's not bad, but not bad. It's just that he, he, you get Will Kemp and just everyone kind of falls by the wayside. Pale. Sorry, yeah, sorry. This is Hallmark's fault. This is Hallmark's fault. You can't put a similar thing right next to a super mega you know hit, right? Like you you can't do that because you're just doing this one a disservice. On any other year, this would have been wonderful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but still, guys, shockingly, watch it. It's pretty, gorgeous views, Ireland. You do get some feels. It is lazy. She knows what she's doing, and you get a pretty cute guy. So I don't know. It's a pretty good movie still overall. It's just that, guys, the bar is so high because <laughs> we have Miracles of Christmas, which has been like the star of the show. So far, uh, they have time for them to come home this Christmas. The franchise that just won't quit. <gasps> time for 
welcome to Come Home This Christmas Stories, Jessie Schramm and Brendan Penny. During the holidays, a woman with amnesia catches a ride with her handsome nurse to investigate the only clue to her identity, a newspaper clipping for a Christmas festival with a cryptic invitation. What have you got? Over from the river about 15 minutes ago. Now, what's your name? I don't know. We're still trying to track down your family. You can't keep me here. I have to do this. You with me? I won't leave you until you're where you belong. From executive producer Blake Shelton. No reason both of us should be alone on Christmas. Time for I them don't know to how many episodes of this podcast I've spent just like singing Brendan Penny praises. <laughs> I just love him so much. And, and I was afraid that he, he ended up in this, in this movie because like I really hated the one last year. I really hated the one <laughs> last year. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not the biggest Jesse Schramm fan also. But you know what? This movie just turned things around. This is like, this is like Christmas waltz, like giving us Lacey and this, just turning things around for her. Like I, mm. I appreciate Je- Jesse Schramm now. I actually really like this movie. It was very dramatic with the amnesia and the car crash and, you know, flashes and her not knowing anything about her family. And, you know, and then he has like some deep, dark secret and you find out that his brother died with cancer. So there's just a lot of heavy stuff, which, of course, uh, movies and mysteries is known for. But you know what? They just like tied everything so well and the chemistry was was actually surprisingly pretty good i don't know jesse shram i wasn't irritated by her at all like i bought into her amnesia i wanted to help her and and okay brendan penny in scrubs i can't he he him in his like emt wear in his fireman wear in his nurse wear he is He's just bringing so much, so much gravitas to the to the service uh, slash care industry. That you know what? <laughs> just like admit me to A and E right now. Bring me to the hospital if Brendan Penny's gonna take care of me. I shall be there. I I really liked it. It was so touching for me. Like yes, pretty cheesy, but but also you know that's what we're here for. Like when they were watching like this black and white movie together in church. Of course they were in church. They were holding hands and like they had this song. I had no idea that, that this time for them to come home this Christmas was actually a song. And this was like a Blake Shelton produced movie. I had no idea. I was afraid when I heard the song. Uh-huh. But then but then I don't know. I mean, maybe it's the magic of Christmas, something. I just, I really liked this movie except for the bitch sister who... <laughs> The bitch sister who was like attacking Jesse Schramm for wanting to become a writer. And uh, I hated the sister. I loved everything else. Brendan Penny and Scrubs, he is our Lord and Savior. He really is. King of the service industry, the care industry. He can rescue us anytime because he has single handedly, single handedly resuscitated this series. I have watched this series since 2018, starting with <laughs> time for me to come home this Christmas. That was not good. Then there was time for you to come home this Christmas. It was Allison Sweeney. And I was like, oh, God, I don't like it. But against myself, I like the guy. <laughs> I like Luke Bryant, guys. We know this. So I forced Chingai to watch it. I was like, that was shit. I didn't even finish it. I was like, what the fuck is I this? <laughs> and 
the last year, it was time for us to come home this Christmas with Dead Eyes, Stephen Ozar, who is now Alive Eyes, and Lacey Chabert. And to be honest, I gave it a chance because I like them both. But no, it wasn't great. But this year, this year, we did not have to do it any favors because it actually stood up. And finally, 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 four movies into this series, they did it right. I think they've ran, run out of pronouns to use, so I don't know how many more <laughs> movies of this they can do next year, but it really is the true miracle of Christmas. They have made this series, they have made us not hate Jesse Schramm, they have made this series a double whammy. Wow, wow. I, I'm, I'm in disbelief. I'm personally in disbelief that we enjoyed this. Alison Sweeney did show up too. I know. And, and it wasn't a bad. <laughs> it wasn't so bad. <laughs> it wasn't too bad, but it wasn't like the Andrew Walker, Tyler Hines cameos where you're like, Paul, Paul Capdow <laughs> cameos where you're like, wee! This one's like, oh, hey, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad. But yeah. But guys, guys, that's not all. For our final movie this episode, we end with the one Hanukkah movie of the season, Eight Gifts of Hanukkah on Countdown to Christmas, starring, so which is weird that it's on Countdown to Christmas, but it's a Hanukkah movie, but I take it, because guys, Hanukkah, you always can rely on it, starring Enbar Levi and Jake Epstein. I don't know if I said their names correctly, let's hope. An anonymous suitor sends optometrist Sarah a gift for each night of Hanukkah. On her journey to find her secret admirer, she learns her one true love might be someone she never expected. I feel like I'm putting off this weird newly single vibe. It's not so newly. It's been four months. Looks like you have a secret admirer. Roses almost as lovely as you. Unwrap a holiday romance. Wow. That will have you Whoa. wondering, who could it be? What about that chef you met? Or what about Adam? What about Tom? Tom, the likable, dependable co-chair of the committee? Yeah. Are you okay? Sorry. I'm okay. I don't know why I said that. He's a good guy. Eight Gifts of Hanukkah. Chingai? We literally watched this movie like two hours ago. And I'm so glad this made the cut for this week. Because even if we've had some great movies this, this week with Castle Heart and with Time for uh, Whichever Pronoun to Come Home this Christmas, this was actually really, really, really good. Hanukkah movies have been three for three. We started with Palaha and Pope with Double Holiday. Then last year's. Uh, movie we also liked it not as much as the Palaha movie but this one is kind of blowing Pope and Palaha out of the water we've got the best friends trope they've known each other since childhood we've got the secret admirer come on and this secret admirer was so good they knew how to do all the gifts that meant so well we also have the eight days of Hanukkah lighting of everything and guys we can sing the song now <laughs> from memory <laughs> We won't subject you to it because we don't want you to stop listening to this podcast. But do know, Shanghai and I can sing it a cappella at any point in time if you ask us. They had so much chemistry. I think these two, I, I, I'm not sure, but I think these are their first Hallmark movies. And my God, where have they been all our lives? I first loved um, Inbar from Lucifer on Netflix where she plays Eve. And she has been like a firecracker on that show. But here she has this, I love it that she's an optometrist. What? Yes, give me these wonderful jobs. Because then you get scenes wherein you're giving an eye exam and you're facing each other and you're super close and they find it weird because my God, they can 
sense how close they are. And then we have Jake Epstein, who honestly was super duper cute. I watched him in Designated Survivor and in Suits, and he always plays this dorky side character that is like, you know, oh shucks, I've got feelings. And he is that same guy here, and he does it so well. I was rooting for him the whole time. This is how you pine from afar. This is how you send love notes. You could see him reach boiling point when it was just like day after day and she still wasn't even considering him as an option because she had so many fucking options from her ex who let's i mean whatever they always make the ex a bit sleazy so sure sure we have the co-chair we have that guy she just met um who tried picking her up in the store we have don't forget special mention oliver rice also known as brie chesapeake shores's <laughs> ex-british boyfriend who plays a rock star chef and grew an entire face of facial hair. <laughs> I almost didn't know it was him. And he put on a leather jacket and he was a completely different guy. Kudos to Hallmark because I was like, I know this guy. I know this guy. It was him. Every the dating app, I, I like how they just really infused all these things and didn't make any of the other guy prospects um, annoying. Or like they all showed up and stood up and were like, no, we like you. And here's how we're going to show you. We're going to bring you a picnic in the office. We're going to really just be persistent. Everybody is going to ask you out and pick you up. Meanwhile, spectator on the side, Jake, Jake's character was like really, really just like pining. And I, I felt so bad for him because when they ended up slow dancing to Howie Day's Collide in, her li in his living room, in her living room, I don't know whose living room it was because she had to practice for the mazel ball. I died. I love that song. I love the slow dance. They have quite the height differential. There's that friendship. There's all that history. And I could feel it come out in that dance. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. All the gifts had meaning. Help, Chingai. I'm choking up. Help. You know, it, it, I, I messaged you that, it, you know, it's been a while since I like, felt really impacted by any movie. And much less a Hallmark movie. But like, I, I just... I, I finished watching this movie an hour before the, uh, an hour before our recording and, and and like I had to like stop and I was just like <laughs> sitting down and like letting the feels <laughs> sink in and like in a past life I was like totally into K dramas and this was how every K drama felt so like the bar is pretty high for me for like the feels and and this like yeah you're right it blew every everything out of the water so I'm thinking now there are like two kinds of Hallmark movies that that hit. And they hit different. You have like the Andrew Walkers, where you know everything mm. is like predictable and fun, and and he's just he's just prom king, right? But then you have these ones that that sneak up on you, where you have this unsuspecting guy, and he's like the the next door neighbor, the best friend, whatever, and it's not annoying, and 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 he looks real, you know, Jake Epstein. He does. He, he acts very real like you could know him and that's his charm and so that's why i felt so taken by this movie because like i i i think i related more to him than to her because like <laughs> she, she had a lot of guys right so yeah um and and every with every gift that he gave you know they're, they're, they they get closer and closer and there's like this very clear build up you have them playing mm. chess together and they just so comfortably sit beside each other and then you, you feel a little bit, oh, <laughs> they're beside each other. And then, and then when he says, like, I'm moving to Aspen and, and it just yeah. hits her, right? And, and there's, like, tension there and it's, like, building up to the eye exam. 
Huh? Yes. And, and, and the, the Howie Day Collide dance practice. It just builds and builds. And then and then they celebrate the death anniversary of, of the grandma. Oh, yeah. Fuck, that was and amazing. they're on the bench together. And, and you know, they don't even have to show up first. Yes. You know, that's like authentic conversation without words. Oh my God, yep. it's possible. Okay, and then, and then. <laughs> so we're reaching like the eighth, sixth, seventh, eighth gift. We're, we're towards the end already. And then, and then I love this part where, so he's working on the construction. Okay, he's in mm. construction too. That I like. Um, he's working on the construction and he overhears her best friend talking to her, right? And, and she's like, you still don't know who it is? And, and she's like, no, but who do you hope it is? And, mm. and that's like a really good question coming from the best friend. It's not like the fake Meghan Markle best friend who gave bad advice. This one was like really, that's the kind of best friend you want because like she raises mm. good questions. So now that, that hurt him that he wasn't even considered and then it just built up until like he couldn't take it anymore and then he confessed. And then, and then she got mad, right? <laughs> I'm just like replaying yeah. this whole thing. She got mad. Because no, you should. Of course she's going to get mad because she's just like totally taken aback. It's like she had no idea. And like, when did it start? Why didn't he say anything? And he's like, I don't know when it started between second grade and now. <gasps> we can quote this movie. I know it's recency bias, but guys, it's really good. Oh my God. And then, okay, so, so the, the scene cuts. And then she goes to his house. This one I didn't expect. Because like she, she confronts him and she asks all these questions and then she says it. I've always felt something, but it was weird because like we're like brother, sister, whatever. But, but then I always loved you and, and but then <laughs> I don't know. And then I don't have a date to the muzzle ball yet. And, yes. and, and then the end is the ball. And it's very like high school prom, like 10, yeah, 10 things I hate about you where she's there, but he's not there. And she's like going through all the, those guys that she, she went on dates <laughs> with. And it's like, where is he? Where is he? And you're just waiting for him to show up. And then finally he shows up and, and it's just, you just want to see them together so bad. And I had tears. By the way, was it the five star Christmas house again? I think it was. Yes. Right? <laughs> the the other the guys. other character. <laughs> the fifth character. Yeah, the fifth the character. <laughs> so, I mean, this this movie opened with diversity, with Seattle, and with Hanukkah. All three things that I love, and it mm. just surpassed all expectations. You're right. I mean, we love the Palaha movie. Mm-hmm. But I think we could love this more. I, I did more. not think we had space in our hearts for more I Hanukkah. So <laughs> I didn't think so either. I, my, my, my hair is standing on end, girl. I, I'm really like, my emotions are fucking insane right now. Hanukkah is three for fucking three with us, at least since we started watching this. And you know what? You know what I think Hallmark should do? Hanukkah's eight fucking days. Can't you dedicate eight movies per year to Hanukkah movies? Because if this one movie is this great, I know you could get it could get diluted, but like we need more. We need more Hanukkah movies. Come on, Jewish community, let's do this. Let's lobby them because you guys have wow, we need more. We need more. This was amazing. I didn't think like it could get better than last week. And it did. <laughs> 
and it then, <laughs> it then comes from lazy. You know what I mean? It's just like from these two new people. I love it. I love it so much. Oh my god, I love him so much. I'm gonna I watch this again. <laughs> We're watching it again. Yeah. So we'll have to end this now because you know where we'll be. But before that, when we're back, Merry Kill Christmas Edition. See you then. And we're back with Merry Kill. <laughs> I think I think we all know what's gonna come up, but let, let's go through the motions, shall we? Who let's are we killing? Who are we it. killing, Patty? Should we say it at the count of three? Okay. One, two, three. CCCB. Uh-huh. <laughs> God, can she, can she just go away, please? She really needs to go away. I think we've had enough. I think we've paid our dues. I think we've had too many Hallmark movies with her, none of which we have enjoyed. Does that not say enough? Have you not had enough? Are we not entertained not enough? You know what I, mean? like, I can't. I can't do this. I can't. Get rid of her. Please kill her. Please, please. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay. Um, who are you fucking? Who are you fucking this week? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> this week, I mean, I know I kept comparing him to the almighty, but I should compare him to the alternatives. And so I am fucking Stuart Townsend. <laughs> I know I kept calling him poor man's royal, <laughs> poor man's Irish, but I'll take this poor man. I like this poor man. I think he's hot. Let's fuck. Let's go. In Ireland, in your castle. Yes, Castle Heart. Let's go. Okay, uh, I'm gonna fuck J- Jake Epstein, so yeah. No! <laughs> uh, because because my I I'm still a little wary about the best friend trope. See, I, I think it's like a it's a good idea in your head, but then like like I don't know if it it'll, it'll actually work. So so he's not he may not be merry material for me and maybe we'll give a give it a fuck and then see where it goes. And see where yeah, it goes. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 no, that's for sure. I am really curious to dig deeper into this. What makes you doubt the best friend trope? I don't know. Let, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk about There's our marys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead. Uh, I'm going to marry you. We might be marrying the same well, Yeah, person. I've got to marry Brendan Benny because I know he's going to take care <laughs> of me and I just want to take care of him. Starting from that, that when he broke down on Chesapeake Shores. See, I'm not even talking about his character anymore. I'm talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> across all his shows, across all his movies, he's the one I'm going to marry. I, I just love him so much. I, I can't. I, ever since Chesapeake Shores started, he was the one for me. So... I'm going to be standing on the altar next to Brendan Penny. Uh, I'll schedule my wedding the day after because I too am marrying Brendan Penny. This man has just, he has the presence. He has that vibe. You know he's a good guy, but also not a good guy. (laughs) And, you know, I think I need to rewatch his Lacey movies because they had that, um, that, uh, I think, uh, Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe one or something. Yeah, where he was a a chef. Yeah, he was the Bennett, right? They switched yeah. genders. And she was the Darcy. And I, maybe this time, since I have, you know, have different feelings about Lacey now, maybe I'll enjoy it a lot more because it's Brendan Penny. Brendan Penny just brings out the best in everyone. And I want him to bring out the best in me <laughs> every single day that we are married till death do us part. Brendan, congratulations. You're marrying the both of us. We'll figure out the terms and conditions. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and guys... 
we're almost, almost, almost there. I think we have like two episodes two left unless they add more movies. Mm-hmm. Unless they add more movies that we don't know about. So we're super excited to hear from you guys. If you haven't liked, subscribed our podcast, please do. On all places you can listen to podcasts, we're there. But Make It Hallmark. Follow us on our socials at But Make It Hallmark on Instagram and at Make It Hallmark on Twitter. We are just flailing. We are excited for next the last two weeks. I hope we have Christmas house coming up. We've got the sister swap that aren't the the Maori sisters, so that has to be good. And we're just excited for for what's to come. So we hope you join us then. Thank you, Chingai. Thanks, Patty. For uh, <laughs> sitting through all of these movies with me once more and hoping for the best next week. See you next See week. You Bye. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.